Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. I'm here with Jake Rosenberg from Crete. Uh, Crete Club, is it Crete? What's it? We call it Crete. Um... I like the club ending, similar to Dollar Shave Club. I knew we would end up doing subscriptions and kind of some sort of membership thing. It's not like a real membership. It's like if you're subscribing, you get discounts, and you know the more you buy, we reward you. So, you know, guys like clubs. Yeah, I like the boys' club, then a fight club, and things things like that. Did you? So you don't have a subscription model yet? Is we do. I mean? We we I I got the domain like two or three years ago, and we launched our subscriptions in January. But I knew we were going to go there, so I, yeah, decided to name it that. Okay, did you launched it in January, or you're launching it in January? We launched it in January. Well, we we launched about a year and a half ago, and then after six months, we said, you know, we're selling well, but one thing we're seeing is that guys keep coming back every month or two. What we'd see is guys would buy one bottle, and then like two months later, they'd buy a three-pack, which is like 100 bucks. And we're like, okay, this keeps happening. Clearly, they like it. Clearly, retention is not an issue. We didn't really have a great emails up yet, that, so they were just loving it, running out and buying it, you know, Googling us and buying it again. So, Crete. Yeah, Crete, K-R-E-T-E. Crete, K-R-E-T-E. That's a cool – and is that the website? Is it – what's the website? Crete.club. Crete.club. Okay. Yeah, it's and, like an island in Greece, but with a with a K, so we, you know, are not confused when you Google it. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to ask, like where you got the name from and why why is that like relevant? There's, there's there's a story there. There were two kind of intersecting paths, and they perfectly met at Crete. The first one is I always just liked Greek sounding names. You know, Nike is a cool, great brand. Nyx Cosmetics, Kith is a cool sneaker brand. I liked it. The Ks, the Ts, the Xs. They're just they're punchy. They're easy to spell. They're five, six letters maximum. And they come with a little cultural weight to it. Um, they're masculine without being like war paint or like something that's like stupid. Oh, I, yeah. no. And so I thought women had foundation. Guys should have concrete. So I was going to call the concealer oh, concrete. And then concrete. concrete, I was like, oh, great. Uh, then it also worked. It's like discreet because, you know, we sell products that are like, you know, not too flashy when they're on wow. your skin, whatever so it just fit every category and nobody owned it and we're like well like that's just obviously what we're gonna call it and so yeah we can also call our fans cretans but we haven't really done that uh, yet. that's funny we'll, we'll get there soon enough that's like that's you guys so you put a lot of thought into it we, i mean with sheath it's uh it doesn't have those hard syllables and but we, it is like kind of i took it uh, Coming up with a name is a hard thing to do. So, I mean, maybe people maybe spend too much time on it, but I was after I came up with Sheath, I was listening to another CEO of uh, what was it? Not Xerox, but uh, Kinkos, and he was he was saying like the the strong syllables like Crete. It's very easy to say. It's easy to spell. Crete. It's like yeah. yeah, it hits the right things. It just sounded easy. Once you know how to spell it or you see it, it's very easy to spell. Again, it's five letters, K-R-E-T-E. It's, so, yeah, it was it was interesting because I've helped a couple of other brands name get names. Sheath is really nice because Sheath is sleek and it's, like, smooth. It's it's S-H is another good one. Okay, well, because people are always like Sheath's, Shield, 
she, she you know sheaths and then it's it's not as simple or, or as easy to interpret i think as creech so i, I kind of had some did sword fighting for years so yeah. not, maybe that's a word in my vocabulary that's normal i didn't realize i just said i did sword fighting for years i did uh kundo which is like korean kendo hell yeah yeah. Very cool. Uh, it wasn't so. It's not like the sticky swords where you. No, that's fencing. I think fencing. those guys would get destroyed. We used like really you know, bamboo or wooden swords, and like you, when you get to a certain level, you know, like I had, you had the real like actual swords. It's it's. I mean, it was years ago, but it's still in there somewhere. Well, it couldn't have been too long because you look fresh as a baby. I'm thirty-two. Okay. That's, uh, I'm just joking. I was joking. Because no, look, used... I mean, I run a skincare company. I kind of have to look young, right? Yeah, definitely. And I started using skincare products as a man around my late 30s. Because, and I never really thought about it because I'm a man. And you just, but you walk around, you look kind of ashy or dry, but you don't really, can't really tell until you put some on. Put some yeah, on. that's really what it is. And that's, we do a lot of our selling through our before and afters. They're so dramatic because we want to be an entry-level brand for a lot of guys. You know, our tagline is 30-second skincare, and basically all of our products take 30 seconds to learn about and 30 seconds to use. There's no bullshit. There's no, like, 17 products in a row stuck in the bathroom. There's nothing like that. And so we found that that tagline worked because you'll actually use it. If yeah. we let you know it's easy and there's no, like, real commitment, you'll actually use it. All we have to do is get it in your hands. This stuff is so amazing that the first time you put it on, you will feel tightening sensation. It's formulated to do this. It'll feel tightening. You'll feel smoother, and it just your skin will like look better. Yeah. You're not gonna look glowy or bright or any of the like weird words. The beauty industry. I hate. I even hate that it's called the beauty industry. You know, we call it the for men. Industry. Yeah. Yeah, because like again with sheath, we somebody might call it a bra for your balls, and I've been, I'm like, we're not using that tagline. Because no. it's too, it's there's a feminine funny it is kind of funny and but it, I, it's same same reason I don't like it because it, it's it I'm on the other side of the spectrum where I just don't care and I I think it's funny and I would probably buy it because it's called that but most of the population people don't want to go let's say maybe twenty percent out of their comfort zone so we have to make skincare seem like it's something you're already doing because it is. You're already getting your hair cut, you're dressing well, you're washing your face in some capacity, even if it's with a bar of soap. You're using body wash, you're using shampoo. So instead of just rubbing a thing here that you didn't look the ingredients up of and that you got at CVS, okay, well this part that people actually look at, why don't you put something good on it that'll keep it looking younger? Yeah. Like less red, more even toned, and just healthier. And like, it starts adding up. Aging, we, we have a new skin age quiz where we kind of take some, you take a, a simple quiz, like five, six, seven questions, and we tell you your general skin age because some people look young for their age, some people look older. And if you, you know, smoke too much, drank too much, the sun is a really big one and sleep is a big one. And so, you know, one of the things we've managed to do is kind of contextualize Creed as a, like, will help you reduce and look a couple years younger. Instead of looking a couple years older, look a couple years younger. And, you know, a five-year swing in how you look can be pretty dramatic. Especially yeah. it's a month or two to get there with a pretty simple product. Yeah, and it can increase your confidence, you know. Like, yeah. you look better, you feel better, you might not want to talk to that girl or, or whatever, but now she might be looking at you. you know, everyone knows when they get, like, a new shirt or a new shoe, like, something, and they just put them on, and you just like, oh, I look great in this. Yep. And you just 
for, for a day or two until it gets normalized, you just, you feel like a king. You're like, you can do anything. You will go talk to that girl. You will be more confident. You just feel good. So we're trying to do that, but for your actual face instead of just like something like a shirt, but like your actual skin. So there's definitely, you know, a mental health and confidence uh, part of this. So that's, I got started from a ski accident. There's a scar on my nose. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Can't see it because I did all the right things, and I have concealer on. Actually, I have our concealer on. We're launching concealer in probably February or March. We're waiting for the big shipment to come in. It's, uh, yeah, we ordered it already. It's just we're waiting. But um, yeah, I had a ski accident, which is why I started Crete. So I had a scar on my nose. I had to wear this thing. Oh my uh, goodness! Yeah, I have this here. It's called a nose cone. It's a mountaineering thing. I had to wear this for a year when I walked outside. So I know about not being happy about something on your face, being embarrassed, getting questions, or just, you know, not having confidence. You can't even see it. My nose was terrible. Hyaluronic acid serums, concealer. Hyaluronic acid always, I mean, I have a wife and a daughter, and they're like, hyaluronic acid. I'm like, you're putting acid on your face? Yeah, it sounds like like some vat that the Joker fell into. Yeah. It has an unfortunately complex and aggressive sounding name it's actually the most hydrating and softest like ingredient there is it's a, it gels at higher molecular weights and it's it smooths your skin it's not like sulfuric acid it does the exact opposite plus your body actually makes it naturally so it's not something that's this foreign thing you're basically just getting this this hydrating molecule into your system mm-hmm. and absorbs 500 to a thousand times its molecular weight in water so it gives you all that hydration wow yeah i i you know i'm 44 and i've been i actually get like micro needling and botox yeah. and shit i've had i've had the stuff yeah i just did i just did the the masseter botox because i worked too much and so they were like that's not even cosmetic that's just like a my, I had like pit bull jaw like two weeks. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> was, yeah, and but one of the one of the products that they give you after the, like the micro needling, anyways. This is very manly. We're talking, but it, it's stuff that people should talk about now because it's a new age. Actually, here's the thing. I'm a dude. I watch football every you know Sunday. I like whiskey. Whatever you know. I right, do. Right. I do the traditional things. I'm not a lumberjack. You know. I'm not that. Uh, well. I'm like a regular person. I wash my face with a bar of soap. I have no idea about, you know, makeup or like eyeliner or any, anything, um, you know? Yeah. And it's like, why can't we talk about microneedling? It's literally taking platelet-rich PRP, platelet-rich plasma, and like you take your blood, you centrifuge it so it's like concentrated good parts of it, and then you microneedle something and then you look better. Like what is actually feminine about that? Nothing. It's just only women have been doing it. Right. So there are things that are, you know, biologically or historically feminine like for instance like rouge on your face is about flushed cheeks it's a signal about biological and reproductive health at like the base level so there are actually some things that are masculine or feminine feminine about skincare or cosmetics for specific products but concealer is one that kind of blurs the line it's like well i have a pimple here and i have a date if i just do this and i cover it and my date goes better i don't really see how that was anything other than you don't see a pimple yeah it's smart yeah, it's, you know, you're getting rid of blemishes. It's like so, uh, so a lot of the a lot of these skincare tools, you know, these we call them like performance products for your skin. They'll be normalized within a year or two, maybe five years. Everyone will be using them. 
I mean, body wash 20 years ago was seen as only for women, and now that's, like, crazy. Because, of course, it, it's not for women. It's just only women have been buying it. It's soap in a bottle. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of YouTubers who are, you know, like, uh, into real men, real style. Alpha M is another guy that I've watched. Yeah. Aaron Marino. Are you familiar with Aaron Marino? Uh, no, I know the Alpha dude. I've seen some of his videos. I think he works with, like, Tish Hanley. Or ah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's funny because, you know, they're going too far overboard. They're trying to be like, be so masculine, you don't even care. It's like my, my whole angle is who's going to even know? You're washing your face with something better in your bathroom. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to apply a moisturizer that dries in 30 seconds that no one can see and your face just looks better. It's not going to, like, transform overnight. It's not going to, like, look weirdly colored and, and, like, makeup. Your skin will just look better. Like, 10 years ago, people, you know, Everyone looked better, let's say, five years ago. What if you just looked like yourself five years ago? Exactly. That's all we're trying to get you to. It's looking a little younger, a little better, a little fresher. The cool thing about these guys, though, is is that they are promoting men's like, yeah. care, you know, caring for your, the way you look. And you know, with Sheath, we have a lot of competitors. For, yeah, not a lot. There's about five other like pouch, ball pouch, you know, underwear, and and more are coming. They're like copying us, which that's starting to be a little bit annoying but yeah well it's a form of flattery too. yeah that's flattery but it's also legitimizing the product itself so yeah. if you know like the, it might have been taboo or something kind of not taboo but just like a little like i'm i don't wear underwear we get a lot of guys that are like too manly or too tough or something but the more yeah brands that um, come out with a similar product. It's like, and they're they're going to have no choice, and we're going to hopefully, you know, be the choice that they make when the I'll time show you, comes. I'll show you one right now. This is when we got today. I hope it works. I see it. Uh, men, be men. Stop the BS. Beautiful. Like yeah. literally, this is on our moisturizer product. It's like, what is what is not being a man? Men are supposed to have skin that hurts their face, like. Yeah. They have dry patches. That's disgusting. Like what? No, I get very, dry, very dry skin. It, yes. It's visible. Okay. So I just do nothing. And so my response to these guys, I usually like to be pretty snarky. I'm like, okay, well then stop getting a haircut and stop wearing shoes. And why are you driving a car? Like, why are you doing anything to like change your Better. natural caveman self? Yeah. Do anything modern. Like you get haircuts, stop getting haircuts. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of, I don't know. A lot of guys. I, mean, I think of baseball, like professional baseball players. That you know, you get you get your beard groomed. You you just look cool. Don't you want to look cool? Or do you want to look like yeah, shit? Every hockey player has a you know comb back long. Look, it's here's the thing. Again, we're not going into the like makeup situation. That there are some actual literal scientific reasons why some of those things are male or female. Mm -hmm. But it's like grooming and being a neat, clean person with healthy skin. Like having a facial cleanser that doesn't hurt your skin instead of a bar of soap that can be rough. Okay, maybe if it smells like peaches and is in a pink bottle that's, you know, and right. priced and sold at Sephora, okay, now you're starting to get like the marketing and branding towards women. I am the only one that knows what Sephora is and Ulta, right. I think. I'm well, I know what those are because I tried to go there when I first had my scar and I needed products and I was just like, this place sucks. <laughs> There's so many products, and there's, it's so expensive. I'm, I mean, they I know that much. fantastic places, and it's funny because when I go to conferences for skincare, 
in the beauty industry. Again, I like to call it the handsomeness industry because I think we're at a niche of I it. I like it, handsomeness. It's like, it's like 70% women. They say, oh my God, you're a men's skincare. So what are you like, are you, you're going to sell in Sephora, right? I'm like, literally, I started this brand because I walked into Sephora and said, I don't know if I can curse. Can I curse? Yeah, you can curse. Okay, fuck this place. This place sucks. Hell yeah. Like, there are, there are 10,000 products. There's a men's section in the back of two things of cologne that smell like uh, and and I'm like, ew! What is this place? They're like, I, okay, I need concealer. Which brand? I don't know. What's your tone? I don't know. Do you want sheer or thick coverage? Do you want matte finish? Do you want long? I don't know what you're saying. Uh, you apply contour, bright. I know what these things are now because I know how to avoid them, so we don't include them. And I was like, how about you help me hide the thing on my face? Oh, how about this? And then before it, you'll have to use this, and then after you'll have to use. Them. No. So I, I did that for, you know, month, two months, three months, found the products I needed, trial and error, returning a million things back and forth, because I was determined. I had a literal scar on my face I couldn't hide. Necessity so, is the mother of invention, I, obviously. Yeah. And so I just thought, if this was just easier. So our concealer comes in a click pen. It's very discreet. It's matte finish. It lasts for like 12 hours when you put it on. It hides everything. It's so easy to spread on. Because we basically took the best female brands, broke down their formulas, made them a little thicker, stronger, better, water-resistant, sweat-resistant, and put it in a click pen that's not like little fluffy, weird things. And so, you know, pair that with an app that finds your tone at home so you don't have to go to a store. And we're going to launch that soon. Yeah, I saw, I saw on your Instagram you had, like, these little skin tone. Um, yeah, that's that's what's coming up. Yeah, so those are those are our concealer our concealer tones. We're going the range from, I say basically from like Scotland to Kenya. We're gonna get uh, Scotland. We to Kenya. literally took I like it. the the whitest, brightest tones of every brand. We took them and bought them all. We made sure that we were as light toned as that, and then we did the opposite. So this dark tone, and so there's kind of there's two things to consider. There's there's a regular tone. Of light to dark, and then there's undertones, which is kind of like peachy, which you call warm to cool, which is yellower. So I'm I'm pretty light toned, and then with a yellower undertone. So undertones matter, especially in the lighter colors. So we have to cover a lot of those. But as a startup, you know, I don't want to be have ten skews of a product yeah. that we have yet. So yeah, you start, we actually start specifically small. broke down the most popular tones yeah. in society and by customer base and what would cover the most people with the fewest tones. So, you know, that that comes back to my kind of economics and math background. So we figured that out, which was hard. I, I mean, I, I want to say this because it was funny. We were just at this uh, comedy festival called Skankfest, and my whole team went because we, we sponsored the event in Vegas last month. And we were sitting in the front row of me and my team and this comedian comes out and he's like roasting all of my team. He wouldn't roast me because he, he I, I don't know. I was going to say he knew who I was, but he, so he's roasting my team. And he was like, you two have the pigment of scallops. And they just, everyone started laughing because it was kind of true, Sean and Katie. And so it's, I mean, there's all different, you know, there's from Kenya to Scotland. That, that, that's a great. That's, yeah. I mean, I like to be accurate. And so, it's not just the melanin level. It's there's differences in the undertones, and it gets pretty complex. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of layered things. For instance, if you have higher melanin levels, 
some kinds of skin issues can actually lighten your skin, while if you have lower melanin levels, the same issues can darken your skin. So you might have red spots. If, you're, if you have darker skin, it might cause white spots. So there's a lot of considerations, especially within the world of, as they call it, color cosmetics, which uh -huh. is everything from concealer to foundation, tinted moisturizer, and a million things. We're not trying to do any of that. We're trying to do concealer, which is like spot treatments for specific yeah. things. But even within that, the major, major problem is, one, nobody wants, uh, no guy wants to be like, hey, I'm wearing concealer. The point oh. is concealer. It conceals things. It's supposed to be hidden. Oh, we made something that is matte finish, very high coverage, but you literally cannot tell. I have, I have it on. Nice. Like, I have it on in a bunch of places, and you would not know. I have a couple red spots on my face that were pretty terrible about, let's say, 20 minutes before I started this. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's so that's the point. It's subtle. Uh, and then the second thing is the simple. education and packaging and things like that around it, letting guys know that it's actually okay. Like, it's not this, this thing. Most guys have actually tried concealer, whether it was, like, during prom or a date or some point they had a girlfriend or their mom or something. did it, And they saw it work. But they just never knew that they could buy it for themselves. I could, just, I could see it being very highly valuable. I don't really feel like I need to conceal anything. No, you don't. But like, sure. let's say you stop sleeping for a week. I don't know how much sleep you get. Dark circles and bags oh, are a huge things. Once you start getting those, they're really hard to get. I it, it almost looks a little freaky to me when I do it to myself. I like they disappear, and I'm like, oh my god. I'm so exhausted, but I don't look like that. How do you sleep? Let's let's talk about that for a moment. Um, I sleep pretty well, although okay. my dreams are crazy recently. Dude, we're, there's a lot of stuff going on. We're growing like we grew like 30% last month. We're launching a second product. Just hired some people, raising some money. It's like it's been great, but there's just I I have dreams about work, but uh, I make sure to get seven to eight hours of sleep minimum every night. How many times do you wake up? Would you say at all? Last in the middle week, of the night? Last week, once or twice every night. It's not It's not my favorite. but Because um, I get up like three or four or five. I got up like eight times the other night. And it's – but I do I do manage to get my eight hours. And I there's, mean – Yeah. There's, for me, eight. there's a cascading effect. It's like I haven't been exercising as recently because I've been, I've been working. And then my mm -hmm. mind is racing because I've been working late. Those things, I'll wake up. I won't sleep as well. If I turned off – for an hour or so before bed and worked out that day. For instance, we got new inventory. I was just carrying boxes. Oh, my God, I was gassed. I slept eight, nine hours like crazy. And when I say slept eight, nine hours, I'm talking about like midnight to 8.30 and then wake up and immediately start doing work. I've of worked for forever. So I wake up. I don't need caffeine. It's right to work, and I'm super okay. I get a lot done. So I don't What is your morning routine, though, if you will? There, I... You know, a lot of people always talk about morning routines. I sit up, I look at my phone, I check emails or customer service stuff first mm -hmm. because we fulfill stuff around 9 to 9.30 a.m. So if I get up at 8, usually there's one person a day who's like, I didn't know I subscribed. It's like, dude, you've gotten six bottles in the subscription. What are you talking about? Please cancel this order. So I like to right. get to that. And we have, you know, thousands of subscribers, and it's like one a day or something. Or just a customer service email being like, hey, where's my thing? And I'm just like, please check your tracking. I like it. No, yeah, I mean, cool. that's how I, I remember being – I'm like 10 years into it. So – and now I can not check my phone. And actually, I did it this morning before I meditated. But I, I you know, check sales. I'll ch I don't check – we have a customer service team. It's, but when I was first starting, you do everything. 
And our customer service is so easy because we barely get any returns, and we Perfect. don't really. Mostly, people are saying stuff like, "Hey, I love this. I I've been subscribed for three months. I have a lot. How can I skip a month?" And I'll just yeah. I like have a thing in my notes, and I copy and paste it. Go to here. Here's the link. If it doesn't work, use like you have means you have to sign up first, and you we already have you typed up, so it just paste. Takes me about 10, 15 minutes. That warms my brain up. Then I walk into this room and I just, I just start working. It's like I don't eat breakfast. I work, eat, but maybe one thing I need to get better at is have. So I have a jug of water now with me all the time, and so I take yeah. that in here and I drink water. So I got my water. Nice. I bought the half gallon ones. Oh yeah, I had one of those, and it's, it's like that's too much. So I got rid of that. It's a big ass thing, it's but it lets me. The gallons are too big, but it's, you know, it's small things like. If you actually exercise even for 20, 30 minutes, then you sleep well, you wake up and I don't need caffeine. And if I'm hydrating, I'm fine. And mm -hmm. I need to eat a light lunch so I don't have like an absolute crash. So I have it dialed in. I've worked from home. I've worked, I've literally never actually been employed. Cool. My fourth well, business. So. Oh shit, you're fourth. Yeah, I have 10 years of doing it myself. Actually, I had a tutoring company in high school and college. Company okay. these days. Accounts. I tutoring a lot of people. Right. So. I've just always done my own thing. I've, I've worked from home since 2012, so I kind of have my routine pretty dialed in, and, and it's kind of an anti-routine. It's just do work all the time, and then when you, you don't think the quality is there, just stop that second, try to enjoy the night, relax. Right. Day. Do you, you know who Gary Vee is? Definitely. Uh, yeah, he's just like fucking work, hustle, and stay, stay busy. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I think he promotes a little too much busyness and not as yeah. much execution. It's always like, are you making an NFT? You know, I was like, oh, uh, I know what? And then he's like, they make NFTs. Like, okay. And like, I've met him. He's a nice guy and he's very successful. Um, his thing is constant up energy, whatever. My thing is always behind the scenes. Get big things like executed and done. And then you can stand on top of that to get the next thing. So Yeah, everyone, like people are so quick. I'm sorry. Like ideas. I have all these people with, you know, it's like, oh, I have this idea to make your business better. And I mean, I have a thousand ideas a day. It's about execution. It is 100%. Look, and okay, you know, if we make our emails a little bit better, but we actually execute, we will see that return immediately. If I think of, oh my God, if we do this overarching thing and it's going to take three months and, okay, in three months we'll see a result. So you want to do both. You have to do both kinds of things. But, you know, it, it's a, uh, it really is like trying to get to the top of a skyscraper step by step. And you will get there. Yeah, but I'm like, he's the one with the boulder, right? Yeah. We both did the same thing. Nice. Uh, unlike that, in this case, you actually, the boulder doesn't like roll down at the end. Yeah, you, you actually, can actually make you actually can get it to the mountaintop, wherever that may be for any individual entrepreneur. You know? Yeah, but it never. But like the reason it's kind of also you never really get to the top. It's because it's all in your mind in the sense because you know I remember we were making you know two hundred fifty dollars a day, then three thousand dollars a day, and then like ten thousand dollars a day or whatever, and then it's always more, more, more. Yeah, the numbers we've started making enough revenue per day where these dream numbers are now like our bad days. And yes. when that happened, when the thousand dollar a day mark, which we were trying to break the nine fifty, nine sixty, nine thirty, a couple of days, then all of a sudden it was our daily average was twelve hundred. It was like a thousand was actually bad. The next month after and it was like That's hilarious. Oh, man. So yeah, these numbers they just get 
they just they're just numbers yeah, and so for true. me the the metrics are a couple of things it's it's overall number and then profitability and that's it we're not we're not trying to spend Profit a million dollars to make half a million we're spending we yeah my our advertising expense and I wanted to kind of like com- not compare, but yeah, compare notes because we're both entrepreneurs, and I'm still learning. I've been in it ten years, but you know, you're young and fresh, and um, we're and it's not like I'm reading this book by Steve Jobs, the biography of autobiography of Steve Jobs, and yeah. you know, like there's just profit, and then there's gaining market share, and like the durability of the long term, um, and we're like all of our profit, quote unquote, whatever revenue just goes back into. Yeah. I mean, again, it's the same thing with us. Like we, we, if we shut down, if I fired everyone tomorrow and we didn't run a single ad, our subscriber base is large enough where we would make a lot of money next month. And then probably 90% of that the next month and whatever we would for 12 to 15 months, I could just collect money. But instead of that, we're trying to double our budget in the next three months and yeah. grow like crazy so that if we did, if we cut it off in three months, it would be double what it, you know, mm-hmm. I view it in the same way. I kind of view, uh, fantasy football, uh, players. So I don't know your fantasy football guy. I've played. Yeah. So, you know, there's high ceiling and high floor players. Like a running back is going to get a certain amount of touches. If they're a big, you know, if they're the number one running back on a solid running team, they're going to get, let's say at least 10 points because they're going to get opportunities for touchdowns and they're just going to be handed the ball. Whereas a wide receiver, you might have a high ceiling, but they could also get no catches and no yards, so they have a very low floor. So I kind of look at everything with floors and ceilings. The subscriber method for us means that every single month, the if, if our ads do really shitty this month, the subscribers we already have, they are our floor. They are yes. a huge amount of revenue that we will get, and that is profitable. How do you... allows us to have the ceiling of, okay, well, let's try this crazy marketing thing. Let's work with this influencer. Let's uh, redo our emails. Let's, Influencers, okay. Let's go on podcasts, you know, whatever. Yes, yes. Those are all trying to raise the ceiling, and then that can bring up the floor too, but the subscribers we get, they just set this floor. There are, there are every down running back. What do you use for your subscription model? I mean, um, like, we, we do the first order is, so the bottle, the bottle of this stuff is, is 39 bucks and it lasts a month to two months. It's phenomenal. It's like basically the only product you would need for moisturizer. Okay. So you need one or two pumps. It's amazing. So it is apple stem cell extract from Switzerland. It's just got the absolute best stuff. So it's actually kind of steel, but even with that, I don't know how you can trust a brand you see on Instagram or Facebook. It's like ridiculous. I'm a consumer. I, I see a million ads. So what we wanted to do is we said, okay, get your first bottle for six bucks and we get free shipping. There you go. Okay. So people try it and they go, yes. oh, I love this. You got to get people to try it. You got to get yeah, it in their hands. It. And then the next month it's 22% off. So it's like 30 bucks, not 39. And then they stay yeah, on. We have like ease 90- them into it. Yeah, we have like 10% churn rate, and, and it's shrinking every month. Like 10% churn rate. What does that mean? Like people. Uh, that's the number of people you lose over the overall amount. So basically, okay. like month one is 1,000 people. Month You would keep 900 of them in month two. If you, but also, we would add new, new exactly, subscribers, so exactly. we, we grow pretty well. But that with our retention is crazy. We don't even have to do much. We don't even have emails after like the first three weeks. And we're like, we don't want to tell you anything. You're, you're using it. Yeah. Don't, if so, it ain't broke, 
Don't fix yeah, it. The only issue with that model is cash flow. If we cost us, let's say, 30 bucks or 35 or whatever it costs us to acquire a customer. I know the number. I'm just keeping it big. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, whatever right. it costs us 30 bucks, you know, and to fulfill it and whatever is, let's say, six bucks. It's, you know, we spend 30 to get you. We make six from you. It costs us six. I'm just doing that. So now we're down 30 to acquire, but the next month is 30. So now we've broken even. So on month two, we've broken even. Month three is pure profit. Uh, well, I and guess they maybe tell their friends and stuff. And the, exactly. yes, like the lifetime so value though. The only thing, the lifetime value is, is, is giant. It's just, you know, you have to be able to front a month or two, which is why I was funding it for a couple of years. Why we just raised a little money. It's because if you want to, you know, go from a thousand subscribers to ten thousand. Well, you have to front that up that that two months of not great cash flow before your other things pay off. So totally, it's yeah. pretty it's pretty simple math. It's just um, yeah. But what enough. platform? Okay, so what platform do you use? We're on Shopify. Okay, we're on Shopify. We use is called Bold. There's also Recharge. Coming from a software background, I had a software company for years. It's kind of frustrating because we want to do more custom things that Shopify just won't let us do. Mm -hmm. But also, we're not going to build any of the infrastructure Shopify want. Like, we don't want to fight chargebacks. We don't want to make discount codes work. We don't want to take and handle, you know, credit cards and, and all that thing. Shopify has so many little things that this takes care of. Yeah. So, you know. I agree. We, we Shopify. We want to do crazy kinds of subscriptions, like sunset subscriptions, where let's say it's thirty bucks month two, maybe it's twenty seven month three, and then twenty four month four, and it goes down, and maybe it ends up at like fifteen bucks. So we're still making some money, mm -hmm. but you now, if you cancel, you have something to lose, aka usually. Ah. And also, it gets cheaper, so you want that cheaper bottle. So then, yeah. all of a sudden, maybe you're on a subscription for let's say twenty bucks a month instead of thirty, with you can't cancel it or you lose that huge discount. And we That's basically right. just keep you on every month for two years. Shopify won't let us do that. We can't. Uh, do that. Yeah. And we're on Shopify plus and it's still very limited. And we just went, we, we just hired this company assembled to rebuild like this headless website where it's, instant it preloads all of your pages once they mm -hmm. come to your website so that when you click to the product it's instant yeah lighting fast load times yeah it, well it's uh, i don't know if we, it's we, we do a lot of those kinds of speed tests and loading time tests yeah it's it's i forgot what it was i think it was a study about amazon or some something it was about some e-commerce site that was like for every tenth of a second that the load time they lost like one or two i'm making up the numbers no, that, yeah like, no every very small amount of load time people are just like ah eh, fuck it Maybe. yeah they're on they're off the toilet or it whatever it was like it was like fractions of a second were whole percents or something of people leaving that's how they sold me on this thing and i'm going to tell you our sales have not gone up and we spent a hundo on yeah, this new website wow. well your sales might have not gone up but they also might Mine have prevented sales from going down yeah so, are you so are you i'm not saying it did i'm just no saying no 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 i love it um i like your positive attitude i'm i we've doubled every year with me, i wouldn't have been happy <laughs> I, it's I, it's we're still we're keeping on it's only been a few months now and i yeah i can't tell whether it's gone up or down with the economy the way it is and inflation and people not having the expendable cash that they had last year or the year before. It's, it's like, yeah, I don't know what's happening. Well, it's interesting because with inflation and, you know, 
either we're in a recession, if you go by the classic economic definition, which I do because I studied economics, or if you go by whatever people are trying to tell you is happening right now. Um, you know, if we're going to be in a recession in six months, whatever the, the thing is that we're in now, tell me your behavior is going to change. You know, you know, something I, I keep reading every day that every month, like 8% of real estate agents quit because something like 70% of them haven't sold a house in like 12 months. Wow. People don't have disposable income for giant things anymore. You know, right. mortgage rates and other things and, and interest rates are just are crazy. Right. Yeah. So what people do is, is, they tend to go down one or two price levels or price categories. They still want to splurge. They still want to buy stuff. We're a very materialistic world. I, yeah. I have too many clothing, clothes. I don't know why I'm still buying clothes. Right. I wear this sweatshirt every day for the rest yeah. of the time, and I'd be fine. And I will still buy more stuff. 100%. So what someone does is maybe instead of getting a watch or an expensive suit in for 1000 bucks, 2000 bucks, they'll go down to a category like skincare, and then they'll get the nicest skincare, which is where we are. Right. So we're actually – Skincare sales have actually been up recently. Nice. It's creep.club, creep by the way. Yeah, well, not even we're, our sales are going through the roof. But I'm just talking about as a general category, both male and female, because mm -hmm. people are, they still want to splurge. So something for 39 bucks that seems really cool and expensive and fancy within its own category that's going to work. The underwear that. market, we did some research, it's down 30%. So you're saying the skincare market is up? The skincare market is, 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 can benefit in a recession and also with all the online work look it's our faces constantly our yes so when the lockdowns yeah. happened shirt sales went up it's on camera pants sales went down belts i know a company that sells it's anson belts and they he they went down like 20 percent, but now they're back and it's all yeah, fluctuating and because people are back to work also. yeah but it was very specifically businesses that were in this box here did really well during the lockdowns. That or like the days. Belt sales went really far down. Shirt sales went up. People were on meetings every day and they didn't want to wear the same shirt. So they, they bought more shirts. Well, people so, were walking around at home in their underwear and our sales fucking were booming. Uh, look, I gotta be honest, I'm wearing sweatpants right now. Yeah, I'm wearing Crocs uh, and some Lululemon pants. But uh, Ooh, nice. Yeah, I love my. Uh, you gotta like good quality shit. You can't like, you don't want cheap stuff. You might be want to not pay that much, but I'm willing to pay a little bit more for like the better product. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that's quality, Matt. Now, there's a lot of bullshit out there, and as someone who had a shoe company, it is very funny to me when my girlfriend will say stuff like, "Oh, this purse is made of better leather," and I'm just like, uh you don't know what you're saying. It's like, I have bought the most expensive leather and it's like giant, huge things are like, no, it's like not that much. The difference wow. between the most expensive, I don't remember the exact price, but the point is the difference between the most expensive amount of leather that can make 30 purses versus the cheapest leather that can make the same 30 purses was like a hundred dollars difference. Wow. It's, you know, all oh, the stitching it's made on a machine. It's not hands like, so it's the branding, people buying the branding, and like I get it, brands are nice, they make you feel good, but yeah, Levi's funny to see behind the curtain, and that's that's partially why I made Crete too. It's like there is an actual difference in this product because this is actually chemistry. This actually matters. It's not just a bag you put your phone in. You literally put it on your face. It's supposed to do something. Totally. Yeah. This is the most important thing you got going on. Money maker. That's, you take know. care of it. What? What was? What'd you say? Money maker. Yeah, it is. Got to. 
take care of this. And it, you know, it opens doors. There's something, you know, there's like privileges they say, but attract being attractive or more attractive can help you uh, kind of ease your way through life. Yeah. It's called the halo effect is I guess one embodiment of it. If you're, if you're, if you're really good at chess, people are going to think you're smart. If you're smart, people are going to think you're this. And if you're good looking, they're going to, People are giving credit for things. They're going to trust you. They trust you. There there are definitely privileges that are given to you if you can excel in one thing. And attractiveness is a thing people can excel at. Yeah. You know, you can, you can improve. I, I, you know what? I think I'm not in as good shape as I've been in. I'm probably in decent, decent shape, but I think I can always improve. Mm -hmm. America, I can do this. You can change yourself. You can, you can improve yourself. And so, you know, there are some movements that are like, just you're good the way you are. I'm like, yeah, okay. But the, as the best version of yourself. That means you're not trying to get better though. I mean, you're just like stopping yeah. where you're at. I'm always like, I'm not quite, I'm not good enough in like every if category. If you're trying really hard and you're doing well and you're like, you're, you're bettering yourself, then that's, you can be happy about that. If you're just like, nah, what the hell's the point of anything? It's like right. I had terrible sky. What do I, should I still have a huge scar on my nose? It's a lot better for my life that I don't. Yeah, I mean, if I mean, if it makes you happy, and if you can be happy waltzing through life without a care in the world, and like you can do no wrong, you're perfect. It's any I, me. I know. <laughs> I almost, I almost envy those people. It's like, almost. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But like Joe Rogan, is one of the people I, I've listened to over the years. I kind of tapered off because he dropped so many podcasts and stuff. But you know, he's always striving to be better, and he's hit the worst critic of himself. Oh, I, yeah. I can identify with that because I'm always yeah. trying to get better. You know, one of the reasons I think we've been successful is because I don't let people, I, I let people have egos in appropriate settings. Have an ego when you do something great, but, but it has to actually be great. Like if I come up with a terrible idea, fucking tell me, man, like I don't want it because I'm the boss and the CEO. Like I don't want just my terrible, like my, my team it can be savage to me if I have if I say something stupid. They'll just be like, "Dude, that is my developer, especially. He's like a Marine Reserve guy. He's just like that idea doesn't it make sense, and I'm we're not going to do that because it's terrible." I'm like, "Why is it terrible?" I'm explaining. Like, okay, yeah, I didn't know those things. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. And then the next day we'll do something great, and and so it's not just the the implementation of good ideas. It's also the avoidance of, of bad or mediocre ideas. And so you know you have to have an ego about winning. But that winning has to come from results, higher sales, better margins, better products. It can't come from like who the idea came from or whatever. You know? Totally. Yeah. Anybody that has the ego, like that they had the idea and they're the greatest. I, I'll give credit where credit is due. If, if one of my team members come up with something smart, you know, it's like, I couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. I'm very grateful for my team. Yeah, almost a little too much about it sometimes. I'm like, I've, I've had team members be like, yeah, you've mentioned three weeks in a row that thing I came up with. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, dude, it was really great. I just like good surprises. You know, being an entrepreneur is a constant shitstorm of like problems you're putting out. Totally. And you not even you also have to recognize the problems, and then you have to figure out the solution. Oftentimes, with very little to no experience in it. You know, our emails are are shitty. Okay, why? Oh, we don't have a dedicated domain, so it's getting tagged in black. Like, what? Okay, I need to now Google shit for the next three hours and become an email expert. Well, now we've hired someone, obviously, but uh, you know, it's stuff like that. 
So, you know, you need a good team and you need people around you who can be, be excellent in things, but also make mistakes. And so it's yeah. kind of a balance of that. And so ego, yeah. ego can get in the way. And I've seen a lot of really smart entrepreneurs with great ideas, just not accept feedback. Like, crashes them uh the steve jobs book is crazy he he would like tell these people tell his employees like this is shit this is a horrible idea and then two weeks later he'd be like i came up with this amazing idea and then he would act like he came up with it but he, he's so dynamic in in like the because he was you know obviously i'm holding an iphone and even samsung phones are based off of this oh, little yeah. computer in your hand and so he was revolutionary, but he was such a, he was like a super asshole. He was one of the only people I can think of. Well, not, not really. He's, he's at a level where his stuff was so revolutionary and so fast moving. I mean, within a couple of years, they're making like hundreds of millions of dollars. And they were selling computers when like no, almost nobody else was. Um, maybe IBM. No, was Microsoft. Yeah. no that's who he was going up against as IBM. So, so so yeah, he hit a level of success fast enough where he could get away with that. There's no way on earth most of us, even successful entrepreneurs, can get away with that. No. We would have to admit. He's Steve Jobs. He owned Apple, and Apple was like, was the company revolutionizing the world, and he was trying to do things that were orders of magnitude crazier and more revolutionary than. He, yeah, he had this amazing phrase though, like, and he would motivate his people, and he was like, "We're going to make a dent in the universe." Yeah, and I love. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm like, hey, it's like this thick ass book. I highly recommend it. It was like the, the warping of reality around him. Oh, so reality distortion. Yes, field. reality distortion field around him. So yeah, yeah, he, he would, probably had a presence and, and, and a gravity around him. And then he also kind of, you know, cult personality and things like that. And then you can't argue with the results. I mean, they did and kicked him out. And then they, you know, acquired what next or whatever. Or right. Did you read the book or you just, no, I I believe I read the book. I also just I know a lot about him, and I, I've researched a lot about a variety of entrepreneurs. Exactly. Like who Elon are some entrepreneurs? Who Who would you say Elon Musk? Or Elon Musk, Bill Gates, yeah. um, Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel. My, if he does something, I'm like, that's probably going to work out. Yeah, yeah, you know, I like him too. Just everything from PayPal and what that became to Palantir, first institutional money in in, in Facebook, like. The guy just sees stuff before the rest of us. The Midas, Midas touch. He also had $5 billion, I think, in a Roth IRA, which is what hilarious else? because it don't they have caps on how much you can put in a year? So obviously he bought like Palantir stock or other things with it, and it just became so much. You say $5 like, billion? $5 billion, I think oh, that was shizzle. a year ago. Like you can't, you can't, you know, they let you put, what, $20,000? i am making up a number for like 16000 in it a year. I don't know. You can't end up with five billion dollars in that. Like that's impossible. But he did it. So uh, he's he's one of the guys. Palantir is a crazy company. I don't. Um, I've never heard of that. Palantir is, is like the. I don't want to misrepresent it, but it went public. I don't know, like maybe a year or so ago. Um, it is like the data arm of intelligence agencies. So uh, like wow. you're tracking a house and watching like drug dealers and criminals walk in and things like that. It tracks people, how many times like the windows open, the doors open and like people who walk in and then they're on the street and then like analyzes their That's patterns. That's one person I knew who showed me a demo of it. Okay. And so basically you set up like a shitty CCTV camera and you hook it up to Palantir and it'll be like after a day, it's like 
yeah, these are the three people. Here's their, their, their whatever in the operation. It's like a stakeout, but digitized. And nice. so they do that for everything, uh, you know, military applications. I'm sure there's like crazy secret stuff they're doing. With uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, someone has to build the tech for the intelligence services and it's Peter too. <laughs> yeah, somebody has to provide them with what they want. When you think about the scary shit they can do, you know. Yeah. I'm and getting paid a lot because government contracts are big. Yeah, and I'm a veteran, and we're trying to trying to. That's a. It's, are you? Did you have any? You didn't have any military. I'm not, but yeah. I like to hire veterans uh, when possible. Our, our biggest, you know, model who represents the brand. He's he was a Vietnam veteran actually, okay. and our developer is uh, well active Marine Reserves, and he just he's trying to become a, a sniper in the Marines. Okay, <laughs> crazy. he's a crazy dude. So you you use like manly tough guys, badass motherfuckers, if you will. Yeah. To... Um. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point. Is like, like it. this so stuff is for normal dudes. It's not beautifying. It's not anything. It's like you have skin. Like if you had a heart problem, you take heart medicine. If you you know if you had fingernails that were too long, you cut them. Like it's <laughs> it's not that crazy of a thing to be like I have. Dry skin, signs of aging, wrinkles, redness. So I have this I fucking line on my pump, and I do forehead. this. This could help soften that. I'm not okay. kidding. Might take a month I, like or so. oh, I was just thinking about that because last night I was like, Jesus, I, mean, like I got cut with a knife. <laughs> I don't know. Mine are coming in. I got, I got one that's coming in. Okay, I see. I guess. Okay, I see it. I do this. You can't see it. Yeah, exactly. Let me, let me lean my head back. lighting in here, I guess. What is it called? Soft lighting in here, yeah. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about, you know, your, your influencers and who, how you market your product. Can you elaborate yeah, more sure. on that? Yeah, um, sure. One of the things that I – I'm a very reasonable person. At least I like to think I am, you know, girlfriend might – in our arguments, we might uh, – or whatever. But I, I, I like to approach things and usually say, like, find issues with them, and then if I can't, let's go. So – when I look at other people's ads, I try to find the issues with them. And so then we basically tried to model ours in a way that wouldn't have issues. One of the things I hate about all these other brands, they use like these stunning, like chiseled Greek God looking dudes. And it's like, I'm never going to look like that. So it's uh -huh. already a differentiation, right? They have packaging that's over the top. They have all these messages mm -hmm. that it's like ridiculous. So what I like to do is we like to use what I call aspirational, but approachable models, you know, People who look good, but they're realistic. They're like real people. And I'm not the first to invent that. I just think I kind of coined the phrase aspirational but approachable. Like, well, he's a guy who's like a 7 or an 8 out of 10 because he has nice skin. But if he didn't have nice skin, he'd be a 5 or a 6. He wouldn't look that great, you know? Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a haircut and some skincare, and he goes up two points to being like, you know, decent looking. But he's not gonna he's not gonna get with any Victoria's Secret models because nobody is. Right. We, don't, we like to be reasonable. We like to use real people. We do use real people. That's another thing. So the authenticity is there. And then, you know, our branding is 30 second skincare. So is if that doesn't tell you everything, it, it should. Right. You're never gonna come to our site and be like, what the hell does this company do? You're never gonna open it like have a product and be like, what does this do or how do I use it? Every single thing. Directions are like pump it on your hands, put it on your face. Like uh, like that. It's, it's not it's not rocket science. So that's kind of how we do it. Is it's not a dumbing down. It's because people accuse us of that sometimes. It's like no, it's just an it's a, it's an oversimplification to the point where like we kind of call it caveman language. It's like two pumps, 
rub on face. Like if you can explain it like that, we're doing it because we're constantly bombarded. We're oversaturated with information. Mm. I mean, you'll be watching like TikToks or Instagram or Facebook while you're watching a football game, while your fantasy football <laughs> thing is happening, while someone's texting you and you're on a Zoom working. You know, it's like, what if, if we don't tell you our message in four seconds and have you understand it, we're, we're lost. So, you lost them. Yeah, that's funny. So, so it's just a couple of principles about simplicity, speaking mm-hmm. to guys and their sensibilities, and then having the visual, you know, be reasonable. It's like, I want to look like that guy, and I can. That's a huge part of it. Is there a fantasy UFC league? Oh, I don't know. I honestly, I can't watch fighting. I did a lot of martial arts, and so I used to fight a lot. And so when I watch UFC, it, like, it kind of reminds me of getting kicked in the face. and, and it's just it's It can be brutal. Sometimes the ref needs to stop. I feel the pain. I mean, we I used to compete in fighting, and so I don't want to watch. That's badass. That's cool though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's my little. There's a a huge UFC card this weekend, and it's that's my guilty pleasure. I guess I do follow that. I mean, it's not like I don't watch violent stuff. No, yeah. A little too gladiator esque, and yeah, when a guy gets his arm broken, I'm just like, why? I feel it. Like, I, I was. If you watch bare knuckle BKFC, bare knuckle fighting, that shit is brutal. And and so it, I mean, at least the UFC is a little bit more humane. But sometimes I'm like, stop the fucking fight, dude. Yeah, dude. Please. Oh, guys, it's the chokeouts, and I'm just th- I'm watching. Like I'm watching brain damage. I'm watching this uh, of like irreparable harm done to his body, and I'm like. I can't do it. I can't. What, it. what? What's your football team? That's your Eagles, team? Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, nice. Okay. Philly, went to college in Philly. Do you know uh, who Shane you know, Gillis is? Yeah. Shane Gillis, the comedian. Yeah. Um, he's he calls it. He's like the birds. We're watching the birds. Oh yeah, people go go birds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I that, that's what they're called. I love the Eagles. Um, I'm from New York originally. And ah, okay. So I could hate them. I'm a Mets, Eagles, and 76ers fan, which is like a weird combo because usually those fan bases hate each other. I like the, I, I I used to watch basketball and like Allen Iverson and Charles Barkley. Yeah. I think Charles yep. Barkley was on the and, He was a Sixer for a while. Yeah. And, and, the, and the, the Doctor. Doctor Dr. J. Yeah. Those are the three yeah. people I know. But those are like the three guys, maybe Moses Malone and, and oh, yeah. very early Wilt Chamberlain. But that's yeah. going back to like the '60s. But yeah. recently, they're supposed to be good this year, and they stink. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I quit. I, there's so much content. By the way, if you want to talk about, you know, guys like everyone on ESPN, everyone on Sports Center, every athlete in their press conferences, every actor you've ever liked in any movie, Rocky, Rambo, it doesn't matter. They are all wearing makeup. We're not even selling makeup. We're selling a degree below that. These guys all take care of themselves. They have to. They're they're public facing, and you know. They want to look good. It doesn't make sense to get paid $40 million a year and then have dry skin patches. Yeah, you see these people online and you think, like, this is insane, but they're – they're helping themselves, so you got you can help yourself. Yeah, it's like you don't have to do whatever Tom Brady does to be, like, a crazy – you know, eating avocado whatever every day and doing all his crazy TB12 regimens. This is literally two pumps, do this, and you are done for the day. It takes – Oh, okay. So you have, I mean, is there like an AM and PM or? We, we, I mean, some people use it twice a day. I try to, look, I'll be honest. I sometimes forget to use it because again, I'm a normal dude, right? Yeah. 
I forget. But then I see it and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. And I go do it in the middle of the day. It's, I don't, I don't have a pattern. We actually trademarked the, the phrase anti-regimen. We're not trying to have you like be a slave to this. It's here for you. It's a tool for you. You know, you brush your teeth twice a day. If it's right next to that, okay. You might, yeah, exactly. And I mean, when you get to be 40 plus, it's like, if you don't, put shit on your, you know, put this you stuff on your You start at my age, it will, it will have a dramatic effect on slowering, slowering, wow. Slowering. Slowing. Slurring. Is lowering and slowing, so slowering. I like it. Ooh, I might write that down, slowering. I'm going to go over it. I'm slowering um, a lot of skin issues. You know, I, I hit 30 and all of a sudden things start hurting. It, like, the wrist hurts, that little back started, it's like, mm-hmm. what? Like, the day I turned 30, I'm 32 now. I'm assuming at 40, a couple other things, some gray hairs, things start happening. If you get to them earlier, they're easier to deal with. Having said that, a lot of our customers are older guys. They are. Yeah. And they report to us that, like, their wrinkles and fine lines got softened. They have, like, redness they've had for 20 years is, like, 50% gone after a couple of weeks of once a day. And so it's like, okay. Well, that's pretty inexpensive, you know, if, if two weeks is, let's say, half a bottle. So 20 bucks to, like, have some, an issue you've been struggling with for 20 years, get 50% better. It's like, okay, that's a pretty good deal, you know? Yeah. You want to age gracefully. I mean, I, and, and you expect your wife to continue looking good, you know, and take care of herself. And you should take care of yourself. Don't that's be a good selfish. Point. Yeah. What behavior do you want in somebody else? do yeah. that thing for that you know exactly yeah so this i mean crete.club this is jake rosenberg the ceo you are like this i like talking to ceos other you know of companies so i appreciate you coming on here yeah of course i'm ceo head formulator all the all the weird chief of answering customer service emails <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, I actually like don't know thing. if I'll ever pass that part off just to kind of end quickly. Is talking to customers will to really let you know yeah. what your customers are thinking, good or bad. Some of them send the most, one of them sent a, a letter in to cancel his subscription, mailed it, and I was like, this guy <laughs> is nuts. So I wanted to send a letter back, and I was like, nah, I'm just going to, I called him, and I was like, hey, whatever. It turns out that it was just he was coming too frequently. And we like, right. oh, got the pause feature. And obviously, he's old school. He's writing letters to a brand. And uh, so now he paused it for a month. I skipped it for a month. And now he's back on. It's like, oh, okay, all you have to do is understand what their needs are. And, and, and they'll tell you what they want. That's one of the things, one of the, my favorite lessons I learned from Gary Vee was like doing something that would wow the, you, you know, a, a remarkable story. You know, like he wrote you a letter. That's pretty cool. We had a guy request us to send him ketchup and he lives in europe and he couldn't get it was like so, american like our weird sugary ketchup it was sir kensington ketchup. sir kensington i remember it because yeah. it was it was this weird brand and actually because he wanted it so much i bought some and tried it it has like horseradish in it it's pretty good i kind i like it but it was gary v who he, he said he did. He sent some dude a jersey, like a signed Brett Favre jersey, because he knew he was a a super Brett Favre fan. And and then he knew that for the rest of his life, maybe or for at least a time, that guy would talk about this company that sent him this jersey that he really wanted. And 
I mean, I guess it's not quite the same thing, but you called him and you took the, you took like a personal, you took your time out to call it. Like yeah. the CEO calls the dude. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's, you know what? It was worth my time for a couple of reasons. One, the learning experience. Yeah. It just matters. That guy is going to be like, this guy from the company called me. He was an American person who understood my things. It wasn't just some like phone bank in India or Bangladesh because it's cheaper labor over there. Right. This guy wanted to, like I wrote a letter and he wanted to know and the day it arrived, he called me. And then he actually solved my issues. So that's the first, and then the, the ending is the economics made sense. It was like a five minute call. This guy, if I check right now, he's probably been back on for three more bottles, which is 90 bucks, which is probably... Something like 75, whatever, huge amount of like profit. So five minutes for $90 worth of sales. It's like, yeah, that, just, that works. The lifetime is, is that would be $1,080, I think, is the math per hour. So it's exactly. like, well, I think, for, I think I'm okay with a with $1,000 hourly rate. No, yeah. And what do you, so when do you stop your, stop your day? You know? That's see that question doesn't exist for me. There, I have a decent work-life balance, but it's it's time to push it for us. There is no end. Last night was one two a.m. and woke up right into it. It was when I stopped being able to complete tasks effectively for the yeah. time. At about one or two a.m., I said, "You know what? I will like I could push a little more, but I'll get terrible sleep, and tomorrow will be shitty." Exactly. I wake up and did it. So right now, yourself. I'm not doing a whole lot but working. So mm -hmm. if I wake up earlier and do it, it's fine. But I also benefit from it directly, and it's a holidays, and we're leveling up. Everything in the company is leveling up. We're about to hire one or two more people to manage influencers, email, things of that nature. That's Just what raising. I do. I manage yeah. all the influencers, and it's gotten out of control. I have all these people texting me all the time. I'm not, I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm not trying to you know, chase down 23-year-old TikTokers with 25,000 followers for uh, a single post. It's like, now we're going to pay someone a couple grand to, to do all that work. And I'm going to get that time back. I don't uh, trust people to make the right decisions. It's hard to make a right decision on the cost for these influences, which is astronomical. And for we're starting with micro nano influencers. So it's going to be, yeah. we're starting with, with people. We're working with a company, one of two companies I actually interviewed today. They are going to get us to influencers who are like micro and nano, they call it. So it's like sub 50,000 followers who have usually at least the 2% engagement, which is normal people get 1%. So that means, you know, twice as high as a normal person. Okay. These people will work for product. So basically oh, like what that. they get yes. is they, they essentially say like, okay, I like Crete. I'll get free Crete. Great. Like, okay. And so they do a piece of content and through that, we get, you know, it's still consideration because it has a value. And so we get the right to use their content. So it outsources content creation. Yes. It tests the market for, you know, let's say it's a girl telling, you know, an attractive girl telling guys, hey, yes. I'll be more into you. We haven't yes. done that yet. If I wanted no, to, that's the, that's the move. to record someone, I'd have to pay thousands of dollars in ad spend on Facebook, Instagram, all these platforms. No, this girl gets a bottle of serum and she'll do it. Great. And then we get the content. Like, my boyfriend uses it. He loves it. And he looks great. A little, a little secret that kind of completes, closes the loop. So we give this, this, let's say this girl, right? Influencer A. We give influencer A a bottle of serum. She posts something and we get the right to do it. Then we can, and let's say it goes well. She sells a couple of bottles or she just gets really good engagement because on her post, there's not a call to action. It's just a post. Right. You know, there's no link to it. Maybe a link in her bio, but it's not right there like there is on ads. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think she gets a lot of love for it in, in you know, the, the more liked comments, whatever. Well, that's amazing. She normally gets 20 comments and she gets 50 on this one. We can say, okay, well, we're going to take your video. We're going to run it as an ad through your account, white labeling. They just launched this on TikTok. So we're going to get to your your audience and lookalike audiences for the people who actively engage. And now there's that click. So the ad is made for you because it's her video going to her fans and lookalike audiences of that. So we paid her. So she wins because she ends up getting some of the ad spend because it's coming through her account. So she'll get paid money after she proves to us that it works with the engagement. But we wow. tested the engagement for a bottle that costs us a couple bucks to make. Like, yeah. So the, the only way that it starts getting expensive is if you do that at huge scale. Exactly. You want the actual coordination of it gets expensive. So we're just outsourcing that. And we found a couple places that are not that expensive. And so... You know, that's that's the little marketing secret. That's Q1 for us is uh, is try to do that as big and fast as possible. And that's work smart. With, you know, I'm gonna, with 50, my, followers. Yeah. 100 people with 50,000 followers, that's what, five? Yeah, but about five million. So instead of paying a shitload of money to one person or two people that total that, it's like work with 100, have someone else outsource the coordination, and if three or four of them hit, great, we have new audiences, we have new messaging. Maybe they came up with some new interesting way to sell Crete that's about acne or tattoos mm-hmm. or, or God knows what. So, you know, yeah, it's all numbers for sure. Numbers. It's creative numbers. Yeah. Cause yeah. But then also we have some people who have less numbers, but higher engagement. So there is that. And some people can buy numbers. And so there is that also. So it is, it's all like trial and error. You'll figure it out as you go along. I'm sure. And you have, you know, a lot of experience as it is already. But I, the reason I even, we do the podcast is for hopefully people to watch it and kind of learn because I want to share what I've learned along the way so other people can do it. I'll tell you this knowledge out there is, is it should be free. I taught myself chemistry from YouTube and Google. I paid $0. I don't have a chemistry background. I'm like math econ. Maybe I did chemistry club in high school, but like I didn't study chemistry. I learned it because of, Free resources online. Oh yeah. Technically, I did a Patreon that was one dollar a month for this one chemistry girl, but that's not that's not two hundred thousand dollars for a college degree. Uh-huh. The internet was very generous to me. I had to have diligence and I had to do the research, but uh, and, and the dedication to learning it. But it's out there, and it's only out there because people made it out there for me for free. So I I share as much as I can because. Good luck executing on it if you don't have the drive. And exactly. what competitors are going to hear this? They already know what I just said. Right. Like exactly. they're, they're successful skincare companies. They're not, oh, influencers and you white lip. Like, yeah, they have, uh, they have a, a TikTok expert who knows that they can do that. Dude, I but the it. average person like me who, when I was starting, needed those kinds of things. It's like you hear that. Okay, well, now maybe you try that yourself or maybe you know who you need to go hire or something like that. Crete.club, people. We got Jake Rosenberg. He told you straight from the horse's mouth what it's all about. Give it a shot. It's I'm going to buy some because I use skincare product and I should have – this was scheduled, you know, through the, uh, that lady, Marissa, and so I didn't, haven't had a chance to try it. But I'm def- I definitely use men's yeah. skincare product, and this is what we're promoting Today is the Crete.club and give it a yeah, shot. It takes 30 seconds or less and like, you'll just look better. Who doesn't want to look yeah. better? 30 yeah. seconds. Look better. You expect your girl to look better. You need to look better also. So, you know, do what you expect others to do or whatever. All right. 
All right. Well, thank you, Jake, for coming on. I really appreciate the conversation. Um, you know, I think you have my email. If you ever, you know, want to do a collaboration, we've, yeah, we've done sure. collaboration things because we're both men's products and audiences. Yeah. And, yeah just, yes. Give me some more info on it and, and let's talk again, you know. Right on. Audience. <laughs> All right, brother. Have a good night. Thank you again. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week.